0: Hello, bonjour. <laughs> uh, Comment ça va? <laughs> you just changing all the languages, or what? We. Oui. <laughs>
1: Steph's gonna listen to this and be like, "Never speak French again." Your accent is terrible. <laughs> we tried. Can um, you Back, guys. Welcome back.
0: We're here for episode fourteen. Yeah, it's crazy. I literally almost said of the long and hard podcast. <laughs> uh, sorry, we guys. are the we best. We way girls. too much time with you guys. Yeah, this is true. <laughs> Your sister <laughs> podcast. Mm-hmm. Sister, sister. <laughs> so actually, welcome back to Two Girls One Broadcast with yes. Jack and Katie. <laughs>
1: what i don't know i don't like recording sober
0: (laughs) i know i was gonna say i'm literally just sitting
1: here drinking my water yeah jack posted on our story yesterday yeah that i almost drank a glass of wine my girlfriend literally came over because i was doing her lashes and she pours a couple glasses of wine hands one to me and i looked at it and i was like oh (laughs) i can't have this it just felt so right in my hand yeah
0: it does (laughs) doesn't it it really does it just fits Someone just responded to my story uh, that I used to work with, and he's like, you look like you need an entire <laughs> bottle, so how is it actually going? I'm like, it's sarcasm. Obviously, it's not going great. I don't know. It's fine.
1: I'm, I'm str- my whole body hurts. I'm like, I know. I feel like I just worked out my legs, and now it's time to work out my legs again. I'm like, I'm so sore. I'm, my whole body is made of overcooked spaghetti noodles. <laughs>
0: it's because we've gone from working out like once every two weeks maybe Mm -hmm. to working out every single day Mm -hmm. so far we've done good we've checked in three days in a row
1: yeah well i can't miss a freaking check-in because i don't want to have to pay a penalty for just forgetting to check in on a day that i actually do all my shit i'm gonna be paying enough of a penalty for vegas yeah hey did you book that by the way no what the flip i don't know
0: (sighs) <sighs> it's chill everything's chill Is it actually yeah Oh, so, yeah what's happening i was like i told him i was like we're stressing because we don't have this book yet he's like y'all need to chill <laughs> he always thinks we need to chill yeah. we
1: do probably always need to chill
0: <laughs> i guess yeah it's
1: <laughs> actually very true <laughs> Easier said than done,
0: motherfuckers. Yeah. So hopefully you guys listened to our last episode uh, with Thomas. It was real informative, sexual one. Twas. I kind of <laughs> listen back and I'm like, oof, ooh, <laughs> ooh. Can't believe I said that. Ooh, can't believe I said that. My mother listens to this podcast. I so. know. She, When we said that we were recording here, she's like, you're doing it with her dad here? I'm like, yeah, I actually think this one's probably going to be... A little more PG, and she's like, mm-hmm. "Oh, really? I like the R-rated ones." I'm like, "Did she? I didn't Mama?
1: Like, mom? I can't talk about my butthole every week." No. <laughs> Oops. I don't think I ever thought that was a sentence that would come out of my mouth. Mm-hmm. I need a break.
0: I think a lot of the things that we say, we're not sure is actually going to come out of our mouths. <laughs> oh boy. Uh, unwell. Okay. Unwell. Unwell.
1: Oh struggle Strugalita back here for ya. Yeah. I was just gonna, was
0: about to say back at it again. I'm like, no, I'm not that human. Nope. no, nope. We're not copying them. It's weird that it's just us again. We had three weeks of episodes in a row with a guest. Oh, yeah. That's true. Yeah.
1: I love having guests. I do, too.
0: We have Kush here. Yeah. She's over there. My dog, by the way. Not, I was not just marijuana. <laughs> just going to say, because we're not actually allowed to have marijuana. Yeah. Not that we do anyways.
1: No. We are angels yeah. come on now. Pure human beings. Yeah, it's just the alcohol that's the problem. Yeah, and the deep fryer. I really, really miss McDonald's. I'm just going to put it out there. Well, you can have that as your cheat meal. I was actually already planning on planning this, because I feel like normally for a cheat meal, you would do like dinner. But I was like, I want McDonald's breakfast, and I want a PSL. That's quite, that is That is. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So (laughs) to remind everybody, we were given a month of free online personal training by Benefits Personal Training Mm -hmm. and Jen graciously made us a workout plan and a nutrition plan. So we have like set amounts at every meal of like how much fat, protein, protein carbs and veggies we're supposed to have and mm-hmm. she did explain on the episode that it's like palm fist um like that's how you measure the the portions mm-hmm. so and it's then, really
1: easy for idiots like us who don't yeah, know what yeah. we're doing
0: and then sh- each day she has like what you're supposed so like some of my days i'm not allowed to have carbs at lunch yeah me too which i just cry but yeah um Yeah, I think, like, when I signed up to do this, I was thinking more for, like, the fitness thing. Yeah. I mean, it doesn't hurt to have that nutrition um, as, like, a a subset of it. But, Mm
1: -hmm.
0: like, you know, Sober October is about fitness and not drinking. So that was kind of, like, my goal. So this Mm -hmm. is one-upping what my goal was. So I'm not, like, sorry, Jen, following it to, like, a T. But I'm using it as a guide, like I'm doing my best to use it as a guide to um, promote, you know, better portion sizes um, and making sure that I'm actually hitting like what I need in a day. Yeah. When it comes to like fat and protein and, and all that stuff. But I am finding it like hard to not snack as much because like we're allowed to have like protein shakes and veggies And I don't really like veggies (laughs) unless they're
1: cooked. So I like them, but only if I can dip them in ranch. Right. And I don't think (laughs) we're allowed to do that. I don't think so. I think that counts as a
0: processed food. Yes. So anyways, working hard at it. As we're recording, it's only been three days. And Mm -hmm. as well, we said, it's been a little bit of a struggle bus, but a little bit. We have faith in ourselves that we're yeah. going to be able to get through this. And it's nice that there's like a little group on Facebook for Sober October to
1: kind of help you stay motivated a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. When you sign up with benefits uh, personal training, you get added to that group. Oh, so that's Like too. everybody yep. that's training for the month. Like we have like a little support group there. We have support from the Long and Hard, um, like Sober October group. So mm-hmm. we got lots of inspiration and, you know. Helping us try to be disciplined, which is yeah. My not brother's, uh, one of our strong suits, I don't think.
0: <laughs> no, <laughs> my brother's girlfriend joined as well. So that's awesome to have like mm-hmm. someone in the fam do it too. Um, so I guess like maybe since for this month, like we're supposed to have our own little daily task on top of not drinking and working out. Mm-hmm. Um, and you said yours was journaling. Yes. And then but you were going to add in a moment of gratitude. Mm-hmm. And then mine was always a moment of gratitude. So I thought, I'm just bringing this on you. When Ooh. we record, we can do our moments of gratitude for the day Oh, on okay. here.
1: Did you already do your moment of gratitude? Today? I did. Yeah. I don't think I saw what yours was.
0: Oh, you didn't? Um, you mine was, I am grateful for my friends who have babies that I can auntie
1: um, and
0: spend time with and yeah that's what I'm grateful for is my friends who kind of let me be that auntie figure for their little ones
1: cute um, I literally wrote I'm grateful for Alberta healthcare and mm-hmm. I'll get into why later when we do crazy pants but yeah that was mine yeah I haven't been like doing the greatest with journaling it's literally just ended up being me doing to-do lists to try and like destressify my freaking brain I think that can still count, though. Like the yeah, you it never helps.
0: specified what kind of journaling you were gonna
1: do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, it's bullet journaling.
0: <laughs> yeah, you yeah. signed up for student loans.
1: Yes, I. So you could get something rolling. So, I think anybody that knows me knows I've been like fucking around with going back to school for a while, slowly. <laughs> But I kind of figured it's time to like bite the bullet and just get it over with because otherwise it's going to take me literally a decade to finally get my degree. Uh, I did a two-year diploma, but I'm kind of ready for uh, the next stage of my career, I think, and ready to open some doors for myself. And I would like to make some more money. So back to school we go. So November 1st, I will be carrying a full-time course load and working full-time and doing lashes and volunteering sometimes so podcast Um, and podcasting and and, traveling and i'll be able to drink again so i'll be a mild alcoholic again so (laughs) (laughs) i'm gonna be a big
0: juggler don't worry i got you boo boo (laughs) i went through it yeah i mean i had many less courses was that even english i had a lot less to do than you um do (laughs) like you have what 17 i have 17 courses left yeah and i only had 10 so you have seven more than me but yeah you can do it. It's stuff that you're interested in. So gonna, that's what I was just going to say. It's just, just say. discipline.
1: Yeah. Like luckily, especially the 400 level courses that I have to do, they're all stuff that I am super interested in. Like in my next semester, I'm going to do like crim psych and I'm going to do youth and crime and I'm probably going to do ethics in policing, which is so nice that I don't have to do a traditional like sosh based mm-hmm. ethics course. Oh my gosh. I'm so happy <laughs> that I don't have to do one of those. Um, literally, the only thing I'm really dreading still is stats. But cross that bridge when we get there. I'm going to procrastinate on that one. Brad can help you. Yeah. Hey, Brad.
0: (laughs) My favorite Brad. (laughs) (laughs) I think there's really something to be said for being, sorry, 29 and working full time and having all these other commitments Mm -hmm. and being able to finish school. I Literally my entire 20s, I have juggled so many things and honestly like i can thank cheerleading for that because it really teaches you to be able to kind of like i hate to say multitask because i don't necessarily think that's a real thing Mm -hmm. um it helps you prioritize and learn how to um work on multiple different things at different times throughout the week um and and just balance different deadlines and it Mm -hmm. you know so when i went to nate i i worked two part-time jobs coached two teams and was a full-time student in class oh
1: my god
0: yeah and just as a general thing like coaching two teams is not like just showing up to practice and coaching it's like you have to create a whole routine Mm -hmm. and it's a lot of work and like coordinating yeah
1: travel and dealing with parents Mm -hmm. and like oh my god i can't even Imagine. (laughs) Yeah. And at
0: that time, one of my part-time jobs was wedding planning.
1: Right.
0: And that was also like a huge burden, right? Like that's Uh, not a burden, but it was a huge task. Like it's someone's day. But anyways, what I'm trying to say is being able to do all that stuff as an adult, I think is like pretty much incredible. There, (laughs) There are a lot of adults who like have trouble with one job. And one extracurricular. Like, it's enough for them, right? And then here we are sitting here saying that we can do five different things. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's important to be able to kind of excel at all of it, though, and not give half-assed. But if you're able to do that, which... You have gotten such good grades since you started.
1: So I know I'm annoyed at myself because I had a 4.0 until the last course I did, which was a SOCH course. And I just like did not connect with it. It was like Greek. Sorry, it wasn't SOCH. It was philosophy. It was like Greek philosophy and uh, Chinese philosophy. And I was just like, I'm not in the right headspace for this. So I just kind of like bullshitted it. So my GPA is not a 4.0 anymore. <laughs> what is it now? 3.54.
0: Oh, wow. one class dropped you down that much, hey? Yeah. That's worse
1: shit. We can bring it back up. Oh, only, you totally, like, I've only done a few classes. Because right?
0: all these other ones sound interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we'll see. So that is actually a really good segue for what we wanted to talk about today, <laughs> which was life paths and kind of like where we saw ourselves. And I think what we're thinking about is kind of like, when you're nearing the end of high school and or even just as you grow up and you start to think about the future what did you think about for yourself at that time and are Mm -hmm. you
1: where you thought you would be? So when I was in elementary I remember we had a day and we had to do like there was an art focus of this, but you had to say, like, what you wanted to do when you grew up. Mm -hmm. Did you guys do something like that? Oh, yeah. Uh, What did you say, like, for an occupation? Veterinarian. Me, too. Oh, my God. (laughs) We are the same human. So, (laughs) Kind of terrifying. Yeah. Neither of us are veterinarians. Mm -mm. um, Or even working in a medical field yeah so uh what happened
0: (laughs) well I know what happened for me you need to have damn good grades to get into veterinary school Yes, you do and when I was in high school I didn't really care about my grades so that's kind of what screwed me but well when I say that's what screwed me I screwed myself really (laughs) 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 I mean truly I did but i think another part of it too was like i just fell so in love with animals at such a young age Mm -hmm. that i didn't see myself being able to like put them down or see them in distress yeah i mean i i I know it would be rewarding but i just uh, i just didn't see myself being able to do that i guess yeah so between the grades and that i just made a decision that that wasn't what i wanted to do
1: yeah when we were in junior high, we've talked about our junior high a little bit. But one of the great things about our junior high was you had to do mandatory volunteering hours. And I volunteered at a vet clinic. I did, too. And it was crazy, too. like, what they let me do. Like, I was present for, like, surgeries and, like, euthanasias. And I would help them do, like, blood. Didn't
0: we do it at the same place?
1: No, it's town center.
0: Oh, OK, no. Town center. No. Town center vet clinic? No, I did it at general.
1: Oh, no way. I did yeah. not realize that. Yeah, I did it at general. Oh. <gasps> Oh, Cush goes to General.
0: Yeah, well, that's where my mom took all our dogs, and she had a good relationship with Dr. Abby, so he (gasps) let me come on.
1: Yeah, so, like, that wasn't really something that... Turned me off it I guess and like my mom's an RN like she's Mm -hmm. a nurse so I kind of grew up like medical stuff never really freaked me out like I had like a lump on my back when I was a kid and she tried to dig it out with a scalpel in the bathroom like I just like (laughs) it was very normal to me oh wow um yeah but like yeah I went to high school and um if you're applying to vet school you need to have really high grades in bio chem and physics and my brain just would not work with physics plus Tommy our really good friend was in my class and he would make me laugh so much (laughs) that I could not pay attention. And it's a good thing that uh, our physics class was taught by the program head and he really liked me. So he didn't really give me too much shit because I mailed it in for that class. Like we had to build a trebuchet, I did not touch the fucking trebuchet until the day of class. We had to demonstrate it. I was like, "How does this work, Tommy?" <laughs> <laughs> like I didn't touch it. So yeah, I barely passed Physics twenty, and then I didn't take Physics thirty, and just yeah, I think was the screwed myself me. over.
0: Or maybe was it? Because can you take like Chem ten, Bio ten, or is it just science I think it's just 10? Science ten? And so then you I specialize. think that's when I realized that I didn't like Physics because yeah. you do basically do every piece. Yeah, you do like the little intro piece to each. Yeah, and I think I was like, uh-uh. So, yeah. yeah, that probably I didn't actually. I don't think I knew you needed physics to
1: do veterinary school. Yeah, I think so. I mean, it's been a long time since I looked at the requirements mm-hmm. cuz now there's literally no way. But um and then also like chem. I did chem 30, but it's not like I did well in it. My teacher wrote in my report pur- pur- card We would strongly recommend that Katie not enroll in any university classes that take place before 10 a.m. My parents were like, why would she say that? I'm like, um, well,
0: uh, I didn't I didn't get a note like that, but I dropped out of a few of my 8 a.m.
1: classes. And moved them to a different time. I didn't have that option in university. Like, it was so structured when we could take certain classes. And, like, oh, my God, I was trying to make money in university, too. So I would, like, go to class all day, have a nap, work a night shift, go to class. And I'd be, like, passing out in front of my laptop. I can sleep anywhere. So I I would, like, have my laptop open with whatever, stick my hands on the keyboard and just rest them there. And I would just, like, close my eyes. And the only way that I would wake up is when my mouth would drop open. (laughs)
0: So that is not productivity (laughs) where I'm talking about being able to do three or four different things at 100%.
1: Don't do that. Yeah. Don't. That's burnout. Um, It's funny, though, because, yeah, I didn't put a lot of effort into my classes the first time I went to university. And now going back, I'm like, oh, I'm actually interested in this stuff. Yeah. And like I did really like psych and those kind of classes when I was in university the first time around. So now it's nice getting into the stuff where you actually get deeper in. Last semester, I did a 400 level class called Sex Crimes. Mm -hmm. So it's all about like... Criminal deviancy leading to, like, sexually deviant behaviors. I don't know. It was so cool. It's such a yeah. cool class. Yeah. So, yeah. I'm, like, excited. It's weird. Yeah.
0: And that's good. I mean, that is the thing about being an adult. And honestly, that's what I tell a lot of my kids. Like, I know in high school you're not interested. I mean, like, you do find one or two things that you're interested in. But for the most part, you're just like, why do I need to know this? Like, why yeah. is this important? And for the most part, you leave and you don't really use it again. hmm I mean, it's good to know, but you don't necessarily need all of it for university. And so, yeah. you know, my co-coach and I, we always tell them, you know, things are different in high school because you get to actually do what you want to do. You mean and you're interested in it? Oh, sorry. Yeah, that's what I meant. You get yeah. to actually, you
1: know, be interested in what you're going into. Yeah. I think I value it a lot more now. Plus, I'm going to be paying for it myself. I mean, yes. I paid for university the first time around myself, but it was fairly cheap. That does play a factor. Yeah. And actually, my mom listens to this, so my parents paid for my last semester of class because I was um, working at a bar and I was a debacle and I did not save enough money, so they had to pay for my last semester. So, love you guys.
0: Um. <laughs> <laughs> my parents have always been uh, of the mindset that they would help me for the first semester and then the rest was on me. And it's I think it's good because it yeah. made me value the education system, totally. right?
1: Yeah. So, I guess when... You kind of realized that, like, you weren't going to go to vet school. Mm-hmm. What then was kind of like your plan? <laughs> I
0: didn't have one, <laughs> and I think that was kind of the first time that I realized I am not a long term goal person. Oh, that's so funny. I don't have things to say about that. So Yeah, I finished high school and I didn't go straight into university because Mm -hmm. I had no idea what I wanted to do. So I bought myself a car. I worked full time to pay off the car. And that was kind of my focus for about three years was just working, enjoying things, not having to do school Mm -hmm. and figuring out what it was I wanted to do. Because like my parents didn't pressure me, but it was always something that they had hoped was that their kids would go to university. Mm hmm. And or college. I mean, whatever it might be. Um, So I took that time to figure it out. And, you know, I worked in a call center and it was not a fun job.
1: Oh, my God. I can't even imagine. I
0: would never recommend. Yeah. (laughs) It's horrible because people can talk to you however they want on the phone. And it's never nice. But anyways, (laughs) so I worked there for three years and um, it was a good experience. And I worked with a lot of, like, older people, I guess. Yeah. I mean, at the time I was 18, so a lot of the people I worked with were, like, in their 50s and 60s. Like, there was a huge difference, like, a huge gap in age. And mm-hmm. I think it just made me realize how important it was for me to go to school. Yeah. Um, and I'm not saying it's, like, we've talked about this before. Like, it's totally fine to not go to school, um, but just working with people who hadn't and just seeing them in their 50s at a call center... Um, was yeah it was kind of like a realization for me and so that's kind of what drove me to go to school and I just thought business like it can take you anywhere yeah and my mom works in human resources so I thought "Hmm, why not so I went to Nate and I took business management and I specialized in human resources and I was very interested in it I mean year one there is kind of like your introductory year and you learn a bunch of random business stuff like you take mm-hmm. all the intro to like accounting and finance and yeah. macro and microeconomics and all those things that you just like don't really care about as a human resources person <laughs> <laughs> and then you specialize after that year but it's all you know stuff that you need to know but yeah that's kind of how i got to business school yeah and then you know the close friends that i made while i was there We were all kind of deciding whether we wanted to do our degree or not while we were there. Mm -hmm. And again, this ties back to me not really having, like, long-term goals. I didn't know what I saw for myself. I'd obviously never worked in human resources before and so I was like you know what I'm not going to do my degree I'm just going to see what kind of job I can get and then once I do get a job and I have some money I will do my degree if it's something that will benefit me in this job and if I actually find that I really like human resources Mm -hmm. and then I did my degree so I finished at Nate when I was about 23 and I worked from 23 to 27 And then I did my degree. It's a long time. Yeah. It's hard going back to school as an adult. It really is. Like if I could give one piece of advice, it would be to just do it because it never hurts to have a degree in something. And you don't know if you change your mind on what you're doing. You don't know if those courses will credit towards what it is Mm -hmm. you want to do they might so yeah it doesn't hurt to just finish it while you're young and in school instead of trying to do it all online at night as like someone who's in their late 20s yeah
1: for sure it was definitely a little bit of a shock for me going back yeah because like it's just a totally different mindset and like for me i can't like do a little bit and then leave it and then come back to it and then leave it like I need to be totally immersed in a subject and Mm -hmm. just kind of like bang it off yeah
0: which is why I did a lot of procrastination as an online student because I like when you're teaching yourself which I've never really done
1: I'm not good at it
0: yeah you have to really be disciplined and focused and so I just found the best way for me to actually remember what I was learning and teaching myself was to kind of cram whole class into like a month and a half two months and just like
1: basically pound
0: it out yeah. Which is not everybody's method, let me yeah. tell you.
1: I actually like doing it that way better. And that's kind of what I found with my courses. Like, I end up procrastinating and then doing them at the end. But I would rather actually just kind of, like, I would rather sit down and just spend eight hours working on a paper and doing the research rather than doing an hour or two here and then an hour or two there. Because I feel like it takes you so long to, like, sit down and get your mind back in. the, back groove, in, the yeah. way, Yeah, to, like, find your rhythm. Yeah. So, yeah, I do. Now, <laughs> I'm going to be trying to front load that, not procrastinate, and just, like, go balls to the wall from the beginning so I mean you have my full support I'll help you,
0: um, you through it but I am so curious because I honestly don't think we've had this chat and oh. you going into your kind of like first career post high school was mm. without me present in your life so mm-hmm. I had I have no idea like how did you
1: oh yeah. how did you get there so I decided near the end of high school, um, one of my cousins is a police officer, and he would, like, tell me stories from work, and I was like, this sounds so amazing. Like, I want to be a cop. And one of my mom's friends was working also as a cop uh, in recruitment at the time, so I went and, like, got, like, a tour around the building with him and, like, kind of sat down with him for a while, and he gave me some advice Some really good life advice that I did not take. He said, don't go to school for policing. Go to school for something that you're interested in. And then if it ends up not working out for you or you end up changing your mind, you have something else to fall back on because schooling is never a waste. And stupid little 18-year-old me was like, nope, I want to go to school for policing. So I took a gap year after high school because I wanted to work and save money. I actually worked at the University of Alberta in the mechanical engineering department as the office's... Office assistant mm-hmm. um, literally my entire job was digitizing old student records oh my God so I like sat at a scanner all day <laughs> basically after I finished that I had to do like compile a database of all the other mechanical engineering departments at all the other universities in the world so, Thus began my love affair with Excel. Um, (laughs) You are actually pretty good at it. I'm the Excel queen. (laughs) (laughs) So yeah, I did that. And then I went to Grant McEwen for, it's called Police and Investigations. And then I did the police studies major, uh, which is a two-year diploma. And then after, while I was in school, I was like waitressing and bartending and stuff. And one of my favorite tables ended up, happenstance, being my boyfriend at the time's uncle and aunt. Uh, which is so funny they would come in and like get tanked with me and like we were like buds and then it turns out It was his aunt and uncle so he got me a job as a security guard with alberta health services And then I got promoted to be a peace officer I was like a community peace officer too with alberta health So I did that for university and then I worked there for a couple of years after university and I realized that I Did not actually like That type of role. I had like some interesting experiences and like I have issues with like trusting my gut reactions to things and you have to make like very quick on your feet decisions when you're in a role like that and if you make the wrong decision like you could get hurt your partner could get hurt a civilian could get hurt like there's just a lot riding on that Mm -hmm. and I as much as I love aspects of that role I had situations where like partners may not have had my back properly or like people didn't understand like their powers of arrest and just like situations arose and I ended up having a lot of anxiety surrounding my job and then one of my uh, co-workers his girlfriend was a probation officer and so I was talking to her about it because I was kind of ready to move on to something I just didn't know where I wanted to go I knew like policing wasn't actually the avenue that I wanted to go in and she was like you should just come volunteer for probation and see if you like it. So I volunteered at a probation office in the city here and I had the best time. The two girls that were like my supervisors basically were so funny. They were so good at their job. They were so passionate. And I had such a great experience that I applied on a um, rural posting. It's very hard with, so probation here is run through the government of Alberta, like the provincial government. It's really hard to get into the provincial government permanent, As an external applicant, but because I was willing to work rural, they hired me permanent. I had an hour commute every day out to Itasquin. And then twice a week, I would then drive another 20 ish minutes out to uh, the reserve, one of the reserves that's out there. So I would have clients there. And I worked there for like a year and a half. And the commute was just killing me. Like I loved the job. And then again, like I had some disturbing things happen (laughs) while I was doing that job. So I got a transfer into the city, and I worked downtown, where I had predominantly my caseload was the transient downtown population for the most part. So I had over 100 clients most of the time. And I was trying to keep track of them. And like they didn't have stable addresses or like cell phones (laughs) or any of that. Um, And then I moved to the West End, and then I transferred to the West Office and worked there. But by that point, like, I was really just done with probation. I do really like jobs where you can carry a caseload and uh, work directly with clients. But I was just kind of done with that role. And then, yeah, I decided that I wanted to go back to school and be able to get an actual grown-up career job that I see myself in a long term. Mm -hmm. And now, like, So I'm going to finish my degree. I have like some career aspirations of what I want to do with that. And then I'm already thinking of like what I want to do after that. Like, do I want to do a master's? Do I want to go and do a project manager certificate? I've even been thinking lately and I don't think I would actually do this. But like if you go to work for armed forces, there are a ton of opportunities for like field experience in intelligence type roles. That, like, you just wouldn't really get elsewhere unless somehow you'd end up working for, like, CSIS or going to the States and working for, like, the FBI or something like that. So I don't really know where I want to go. But that's why I wanted to talk to you about, like, long, long-term long goals because I've never been one to set, like, 5, 10, 15-year goals because, like, where I'm at now is not at all where I thought that I would end up.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Did you think you'd have kids by now and be married? no. Literally until I was like 26 or 27, I was like, I will never have children. It's not for me. And now I'm like, yeah, I could probably have kids. (laughs) Yeah, I totally like in my early 20s
0: thought, not even my early 20s, but even probably just like post high school, I thought that I would be married and have a kid by this age, which is just like so bizarre now that I'm at this age. I always see this meme and I'm like, this is so me. It's like. I can't believe I thought people my age were adults and I'm like "Mm -hmm. that is me like yes I'm an adult but like when you're young you look at adults and you're like they have all their shit together and it's like we do not have our shit together we just have this thing that makes it look like we have our shit together because nobody knows what they want to do.
1: I love the meme that's like, I can't believe people my age are having children. I am children. Yeah. Yeah, that too. I'm like, I need an adult. No, you are an adult. No, no.
0: Like I need an adult adult, like a real adult. Like it's even, it's almost even crazy to think um, like my colleague, she just had a kid and she's a year younger than me, but I look at her and I'm like, you are so much more adulty than I am. Like even my, you know, two closest friends have like aside from you obviously that they have (laughs) kids and I I just I I think all the time I look at them and I'm like I don't know how you do this yeah like I love spending time with the kids but just even today like you know I you don't know what's wrong with them when they're crying sometimes and you just have to guess and it's like that must be exhausting as a parent Mm -hmm. and so now I look at it and I'm like oh my god am I ever gonna be ready for kids but I think that's another thing where it's like you aren't but you just are
1: Yeah, you just do it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, a lot of people have said, like, people always seem to wait for, like, the perfect time to have kids. Like, there's never going to be a perfect time. You're never going to have all your shit together. No. It's just not possible. But, yeah, I don't know. I really don't know where I'm happy that I'm finally going to do this degree. Like, I know it's going to open up some doors. And, yeah, like, I never expected to be where I am with my career currently. So I'm just kind of, like, I'm just going to get myself the education and see kind of where I can go with it. I mean, a girl that I worked with literally just went to work for Interpol in Europe. Oh, my God. That's so cool. Holy shit. That's so cool. So who knows?
0: Yeah, I've decided to kind of just bring this all back full circle. I just decided throughout my 20s that it's good to have some ideas of what you want to do and maybe some like short term goals. Yeah. But life just never... I guess I shouldn't say never. It does for some people, but it hasn't for me. It doesn't go exactly how you have planned. And that's okay. And you have to Mm -hmm. be okay with that and you have to run with it. And so having like little ideas of where you think you want to be is great, but they should never be concrete, Yeah. Because you don't know what's going to happen.
1: Well, and you might find uh, like you might end up losing opportunities if that's Mm -hmm. what you're being. Like if you have like this very straight line of where exactly you want to go and you're not ever going to divert from that, like you might miss opportunities. It could have been great.
0: And it's really funny that, you know, we talk about this like you and I see this very much the same, which Mm -hmm. is good. But I know there are people out there that don't and they write down their goals and their plans and that is how they reach them. And man props to those people like I am not discounting that I think that can be a great way to live your life Mm -hmm. and achieve what you want but it doesn't work for everybody so obviously you have to know yourself and know what works for you but for us it's it's not a a straight line that's concrete it's a linear path that's sometimes things change
1: and I think I just like My end goal was never like, I'm going to live here. I'm going to have this job and I'm going to have this relationship and like this amount of kids. Like my goal has more so been like, I want to be happy and peaceful and fulfilled. Like it's more like that abstract idea that is more been my goal, I guess. I don't know if I explained that well.
0: I think, no, I think that makes sense. Instead of being like, I want three children by the time I'm
1: 33 And I want to be a manager. Well, and I think people get caught up in, like, they live for this goal. Like, yeah, say you want to be a manager at this job. And, like, that's all you're ever working towards. And you're like, as soon as I get this promotion, I'll be happy. And then you get it. And it's kind of like partially it's like what's next yeah and I think like reached that goal like yeah and it's not always what you expect too and yeah exactly
0: so you know for the longest time like you have something in mind and then you get there and you're like wow this is not as fulfilling as I thought it was gonna be what now
1: yeah exactly it's like I've worked all this time to get this and now that I'm here I'm still not happy yeah I think people they always have like this idea in their mind, like, if I can just get here, then I'll be happy. And I think there's a lot to be said for enjoying the journey. Mm-hmm. It's very cliche. But it's true. No, like, I
0: think it's true. And it, I think for me sometimes, too, it feels less disappointing. Yeah. When you have something and you don't reach it. And that's kind of morbid. But mm-hmm. I think there is that part of it, too. Yeah. Like, you know, even just thinking about how the fact that I had to change my career path when I wanted to be a veterinarian for my entire adolescence yeah like that i i remember that was a bit of a bummer mm-hmm. and i mean it happens it helps you grow it helps you yeah kind of become who you are to go through those mm-hmm. yeah it builds resiliency bumps in the road time. yeah so yeah i think the best thing to do is just enjoy the ride and and see where it takes you work hard yeah definitely work hard have some goals Mm-hmm. But know that you may have to deviate from that plan for a little bit.
1: Yeah, and enjoy the ride. And yeah, like I agree with what you had said about school. Like I wish that I had just done my whole degree all at once. It would have been a lot easier than trying to go back now. But at the time, too, like the oil patch was booming. And a lot of people our age, their idea was kind of like, if you go to a four-year university, like you're wasting your time and money. Like we don't need it here. Um, and I knew, like I was making way better money literally in university that i'm making now (laughs) i had like endless opportunities for overtime like oh my gosh that aspect of that job was amazing but i wasn't happy it wasn't fulfilled
0: Mm -hmm.
1: i was very stressed (laughs) yes so what's worth more right but yeah i wish that i had done my whole degree at the time but hindsight is 2020 and i'm doing it now
0: always yeah should we move into crazy pants sure Great. Oh, I'm brave, I'm brave, even when the fear is staring in my face. Oh, I'm, brave. I'm brave, I'm brave,
1: I'm brave. So this week for Crazy Pants, um. I wanted to share a little bit and just give some more information on just what is available to people who are looking for a little bit of outside help. I have talked before about how I have a regular psychologist. I have used up all of my benefits and she is like $195 an hour. So, And I had something specific that I kind of wanted to deal with anyway and i've talked before about primary care network it's like a network of edmonton or alberta-based i guess doctors and they don't just offer family doctor services they have a bunch of other stuff and they have psychologists that you can see for free with your alberta health like you literally just walk in and you have a session and you walk out it's like you're seeing a regular doctor it's great so they offer short-term problem and solution-based counseling mostly based in cognitive behavioral therapy so you can go in with a problem, you can talk through the problem, get a little bit of catharsis out there, but that's not really what the point is. The point is for them to look at the root cause of what's causing this problem and then give you tools to deal with it in a better way. So, I went yesterday and my session was half an hour and I walked out with a bunch of new resources and tools and I just felt better just for having talked to like a impartial third party. It's just kind of nice if you've never done that, I would highly recommend it. So, She told me, first of all, about a website that you can access. It is the Center for Clinical Interventions, which is based out of Australia. Everything on this website is free, and they have a self-help area. I hate that word, but it's self-help. And they have a bunch of modules that you can work through for any different struggle that you might be dealing with. So there's like anxiety, assertiveness, body dysmorphia, depression. The list goes on and on. And so she gave me the one for (laughs) self-esteem. So I have nine modules to work through for that. And then she also gave me a handout, which is very similar to something that I learned last year when I did the Changeways program, which I've also talked about before. It's a psychoeducational group program that is also offered through PCN. It's also free. So she gave me another workbook just when I'm noticing that I'm having unhealthy thoughts. I'm supposed to write them down and address why they're unhealthy and then put down more positive thoughts. So basically the idea with cognitive behavioral therapy or CBT is you're retraining your brain. Every time you do something, like you're creating a habit, your brain creates a new synapse. It's like a neural pathway. And the more that you reinforce that, the stronger that it gets till it becomes automatic so say you're dealing with a stressful situation If you keep reacting like fight or flight or you keep uh, reacting in anger or however you might deal with that, that's going to become your norm and it's very hard to break that unless you're really self-aware and you have to put in the work to literally retrain your brain and build a new habit basically is like the easiest way to explain it.
0: (laughs) I was just reading (laughs) the sheet that she got. It's called Unhelpful Thinking Styles and... I'm not going to read all of them, but I there's a few that I'm just, like, giggling about because I'm like, oh, my God.
1: Yeah, I'm like, I do this. <laughs> yeah. So
0: mental filter is one of them, which is basically tunnel vision. So seeing only one part of the situation and ignoring the rest, which usually is the negative. hmm oof. oof. Jumping to conclusions. I think we all do that. Yeah, got my
1: hand up in the air. <laughs> yeah,
0: <laughs> Which is basically like a sense of mind reading. So you're making a prediction for yourself about what the outcome is or what the conclusion is. Mm-hmm. C- catastrophizing. Yes. yes. You. I am the queen of catastrophizing. <laughs> when you blow things out of proportion, You yeah. view the situation as terrible or awful, even though the reality is the problem itself is quite small. I think I've, I'm guilty for Doing that sometimes, but I know people that have been in my life or in my life that do that. Yeah. And it is tricky to navigate for sure.
1: Yeah. I do that in like relationships with people. Like if I have like a disagreement with somebody or just something even like out of the ordinary comes up that we haven't really dealt with before, I immediately go worst case scenario, basically to the point where I'm like, I think I'm going to lose this person. It's so funny because my mom earlier was asking me if I have abandonment issues. (laughs) And I was like, no, I absolutely don't. But I do have like this weird fear of abandonment, which is I don't know where it comes from because I don't think I've ever dealt with that. But again, it just ties back into the low self-esteem thing. It's all, it's all comes back.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Or overgeneralization where you take one instance in the past or present and impose it on all current or future situations. So you'll say you always, even though maybe that person's
1: only done it once. That is one of my biggest pet peeves, just to put it out there, is like if you're arguing with somebody or whatever and they're like, you always do this. Like, you know what? I probably fucking don't always do it. But now that you're saying that. Mm hmm. So, I mean, that's just a general synopsis of unhelpful
0: thinking styles, but it's definitely interesting to look at this and we can certainly post these on our Instagram. Yeah, I will. um, So you can take a look at them and it's good for just self-reflection to Mm -hmm. see how often you do these things and how unhelpful they are in whatever situation you're trying to work through or deal with. And yeah. we're all guilty of doing these. I'm quite sure of it. But yeah,
1: it's coping skills, really. And like we yeah. all develop coping skills because of the way we were raised and the situations we were put in and just the way that our brains work and how we socialize. We're all going to develop coping skills. It's just like if you can identify that there's aspects of some of your coping skills that aren't super healthy for you, you can change them. But, like, the first step is being self-aware of them. And, like, years ago when I was really, really anxious, I had no self-awareness. I didn't even really feel like I knew myself. (laughs) So it's nice now (laughs) to be able to have that. And the website that I was talking about that has the self-help modules, I'll post a link to this too, but it's CCI, so the Center for Clinical Interventions, cci.health.wa.gov.au. So... I would highly recommend.
0: So as always, reach out to us. Um, We're Mm -hmm. not psychologists by any means, but we talk about the experiences that we have had with them um, in hopes that maybe it will help you a little bit. So there's always a solution.
1: Yeah. And I think that a lot of people feel like they don't have an option because a lot of people can't afford $200 an hour to go to a psychologist or they don't want to go and have a one-on-one session or whatever it may be there are so many resources available to you that are free there's online resources there's in person there's over the phone and if you don't know where to start again yeah you can dm us or go to your doctor Mm -hmm. and get some resources
0: So, we're going to skip right through Starcast today. Mm -hmm. Um, We talked a lot (laughs) about it last week. Thank God. (laughs) Yeah, I think we talked about it a lot last week, and um, we didn't really feel like we had horoscopes that. Yeah,
1: nothing's really resonated with me this week. so. So, what do you have in mind here? So, I figured we would do a little tarot reading instead. All right. Yeah. A little reading for Jack. A little reading for Jack. I would. I think we should smudge the deck first. I don't know why I'm just feeling like it needs that. All right, so because we are not as tech savvy as our bro podcast, no one can see what we just did, (laughs) but we just smudged my deck because I'm the last one that used it, and I don't know, I just felt like it needed a little smudging, a little cleansing, so we used sage, And smudged it, and Jack smudged herself, and now she's going to ask the deck a question and do a poll for herself. Okay, so I'm
0: going to pull a card. I'm just going to say what's next.
1: Okay, I love that question. Queen of Wands. Yeah, this one's reversed. Oh, okay. So, okay. Let me find it. Queen of Wands. Charismatic Compassion. The Queen of Wands is never low on energy, warmth, or generosity. Her playful enthusiasm usually makes her the center of attention at any gathering. Some people find her intimidating, but to most, she is an inspiration. Despite all of the recognition, she is fiercely independent, guided almost solely by instinct. She is in love with life, and her feisty spunk will ensure that any task is completed. She will not accept repayment for her gifts. Her reward is watching others learn and grow. The reversal means an overbearing personality, Jealousness, self-doubt, untrustworthiness, unpredictability, inflexibility, or passion to a fault. So when it talks about like the meanings, there's multiple. Mm -hmm. So you just have to kind of decide what resonates with you.
0: So that first part that you read, Mm -hmm. is that just what the card means? Yeah, that's the
1: card itself, whether it's reversed or upright. I like how it talks about being guided by instinct. Yeah, that's me. Mm Mm-hmm. It's a good thing to do. Uh, Trust yourself. I definitely
0: think this card relates to me for sure. Mm -hmm. Um, She's fiercely independent, guided almost solely by instinct. She is in love with life, and
1: her feisty spunk will ensure that any task is completed. I love the part where it says she won't accept repayment for her gifts because Jack is such an empathetic soul, and she literally will do anything in her power to help the people that she cares about to the point of like neglecting her own needs Mm -hmm. and like never expect anything in return so
0: yeah and i think the reversal part like the self-doubt and the passion to a fault i think that's probably pretty um relevant yeah that's the word i was looking for relevant for right now but yeah interesting good i like
1: this deck nice yeah Do you feel like the deck was kind to you? I do feel like the deck was
0: kind to me and it read me like a book.
1: Did you practice any kind of self-care this week?
0: Yes. I went for a treacherous winter hike. (laughs) (laughs) I think hiking for me is self-care, like being out in nature. I mean, we obviously went together, but uh, that I count. And, uh, you know, all in all, we went to celebrate one of our best friend's birthdays. And that for me is another... Really great self care thing: uh, spending time with friends. Mm -hmm. And nonetheless, it was out of our dumpy city, so um, the hike and the party festivities I think were my self care for,
1: yeah, the week. Nice. Mm -hmm. What about you? I don't know how much self care this is, but I'm trying really hard not to procrastinate about things, Um, and especially when I'm anxious about stuff, I tend to procrastinate about it, which does just make it worse (laughs) but that's totally my tendency um so like i said i've been journaling and i've been doing like to-do lists and i've gotten quite a bit of things done and it's funny once you start doing things a lot of the time they end up not being as difficult as you thought so
0: yeah awesome i think that definitely counts nice yeah so thanks again for spending an hour with us on this lovely tuesday Uh, Make sure you follow us on all the platforms. Uh, Feel free to leave us a positive review on (laughs) Apple because the rest of you suck if you don't. (laughs) And we love you all. All our social media platforms at Two Girls, One Broadcast.
1: Yeah. Thanks for listening to us blabber about our lives. I hope that at least some of this resonated with someone. And yeah, I guess thank you guys for giving us feedback. It's honestly makes my day when i have somebody slide into my dms and it's not with a dick pic it's with some sort of like feedback on the episode or like Mm -hmm. yeah people have reached out to me and like thanked me for talking about therapy and i just wish that it was more open for everybody to be able to talk about that kind of thing because it really it shouldn't be like a shameful thing and like we should we should all be helping each other at the end of the day right like you don't have to go through stuff alone so yeah thanks guys absolutely yeah i guess that's it yeah. we'll see you next tuesday happy uh taco tuesday ako tacos can i say any more freaking taco things okay <laughs> <laughs> bye